podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is Late Tea Time, the golf betting podcast that finds the best betting value closer to the first shot being struck than anyone else. And welcome along, everybody. It's the Late Tea Time podcast. Um, basically, DT, all of the sport that I am covering at the moment is at stupid hours. I'm effectively on Australian time. I invested in one of those black blackout mask things to try and get some sleep during the day. But getting sleep during the day is not the easiest thing, is it? No, I've, I've done one of the overnight, well, not overnights. Um, I did that early morning kickoff with you the other mm. day when we were in work at about two. But uh, mine was a one-off, so I bounced back. Well, since our two o'clock start, I've done midnight starts the following three days, I think. And then I haven't got a midnight start tonight, but then I've got a two o'clock start the night following night. So I'm effectively having to stay on Australian time to get me through. Oh, So anyway, there's going to be heaps of mistakes on this today. So I apologise in advance, but we're looking ahead to the FedEx St. Jude Championship. And uh, we have got a very, very good field, DT, haven't we? Because I was looking down the uh, the markets. I'll stick there at the top end on the bottom of the screen there. Scotty Scheffler, 13 to 2. You've got Rory McElroy, 9 to 1. John Rahm, 9 to 1 as well. Patrick Cantlay, the slowest beast in the world, 16 to 1. Xander Schaffle, 16s. Victor Harvland, 20 to 1. Tyrrell Hatton is 25. Colin Morikawa is 25s. And uh, Tommy Fleetwood is in there at 30s. The rest are bigger. And uh, we come to you as late as possible on a Wednesday. It allows DT to get his head around all of the latest gossip news, rumours from the course, the press conferences and what have you. Star-studded field. Who is going to win it? Where has that extra time taken us? Yeah, so just very hot off the press. They've just interviewed Scotty Scheffler and Rory McIlroy, actually. Um, Although nothing I read uh, made me want to back them. They're, they're short prices, aren't they? Um, <clears throat> some people say, well, they deserve to be, uh, given what they've done. And the, the problem with Scheffler is his putting. But uh, the news there is he's trying out a new putter, not before time. So I think he likes the way the blade feel or the look of the blade, but um, it's sort of not working for him. So they've switched to one of them spider putters. Yeah. Um, but he said he didn't like the weights sort of in the back. Uh, so he's somehow his team, I think it's tailor-made, have, have come up with, sorry if it's not, have come up with a putter that kind of has the weighting of the putter he likes, even though it's a spider look. So they seem, they've fiddled around and he seems to have got something that he wants to um, go with. So whether that'll make a difference, we'll see. And then Rory's changed putter as well. And they asked him and he just said, I, I went into my garage and just sort of picked one out. Yeah, so slightly less scientific approach. You hear that quite a bit, don't you? Because I mean, they've obviously got kit lying around all over the place. Oh, yeah. He's probably got a garage full of old bags and all sorts of things in there. And he, I've, I've heard more than one player say, "I just went in there and picked up a putter, and it felt good." I'm not used it for years, but it felt really good. That's, what it, that's all that matters, isn't it? You want, they need to be confident, and it needs to feel good. Yeah, that's what they're looking for. But the thing is, they're they're looking for it, so. Mm. Um, I think I'd rather be back in someone of those odds when they're in full flow with a with a happy putter and everything. But it sounds like both of them have realised that it's hampering them a little bit. Mm. Uh, so yeah, not for me. Um, the other thing with Rory, 
there's been a lot, lots of sort of meetings behind the scenes uh, with the commissioner, uh, and apparently Rory turned up late, having just come from the gym, and he was sweating heavily. <laughs> so it's like, I think the, the takeaway from that is he he wasn't busting a gut to attend this players' meeting. I think he's kind of done with all that. He put so yeah. much in that I think I'll just go to the gym and I'll see what I'll catch up later. Uh, so. He's not burdened by more meetings, put it that way. It's good, yeah, it's going to be an interesting few weeks ahead, isn't it, as they decide how these this merge is going to happen. Um, but uh, we will see. Show us your um, open golf tie, DT. I can't. Oh, no, you can't. Wirelow sent us a very nice message. Our competition winner sent us a very nice message. He was wearing it around Taunton the other day, and he looked no. very smart in the little picture that he uh, sent in. So uh, happy. Uh, well, he was very thankful, and uh, thank you for entering as we went through the Open Championship. Wirelow has got his tie, which is the uh, the main take from today's podcast. He seemed pleased. I'm glad it's gone to a good home. Mm. Yes, he's very proud of it, isn't he? This is Late Tea Time, the golf betting podcast. We uh, have discounted then Rory and Scotty. That means we're going further down to bigger prices. Which bigger prices excite you? Yeah, just I was sort of, I've done various previews here and there, but I've sort of come back today to um, the kind of winning formula for this tournament. It's certainly worked the last two years because I've backed the winner, um, Abraham Anser and then Will Zalatoris. And, Looking back at what they had in common, they were both very high up the strokes gained tee to green charts. They were both high up in the par four scoring charts. That makes sense because this is a par 70 this week, TPC Southwind. So there's more par fours than usual. And they both had some course form. So they're kind of pretty basic filters. It, it does narrow. I mean, if you're quite stringent with it, you say, right, you need to be in the top, whatever, 25 in both. You, you mm. do whittle away a lot of the field. Um, so I've, I've had that in mind to make a sort of long shortlist. Um, but then I was reading uh, some quotes uh, earlier this week about Tom Kim. Um, okay. Who, if you remember at the Open, he tore his ankle. He, he had this sort of grade one tear in his ankle, uh, even though... We then opposed him, didn't we, in a match bet, but he, he was fine. Uh, so he did take last week off. And I think it must have caused him a bit of grief because it, it was the Wyndham Championship where he was the defending champion. Well, I I, I heard Nick Fallow talking about him and um, during the Open coverage on the final round, I think it was, saying that he was arriving at the course every morning on crutches and then shedding the crutches to then play his round, then going back on crutches, purely yeah. not because he was reliant on the crutches, but he was taking the weight off it whilst he wasn't playing. It just shows you that, I mean, you don't need to do that unless you've got a problem, do you? Yeah, and uh, I, th I think he's a sort of adrenaline gets you through and stuff like that, but he's, he's had his week off. So you never quite know until you hear from like the horse's mouth. So I read an interview with him um, today. I think it was conducted earlier in the week, but he said, uh, you know, the ankle has gotten a lot better. Uh, ob uh, obviously, it's just not going to heal right away, but I got a thumbs up from my trainers and from my doctors. So hopefully I'll be ready. So that's kind of enough. That's quite a good update uh, from him, given the fact that you know, we've seen him already being able to play um, when he's slightly sort of limping. So mm. fine with that. And what did I say? Beware the injured golfer. Um, so in terms of fitting those... Um, statistical categories uh, he's 8th in par 4 scoring this year so that's good he's 18th 
uh, strokes going tee to green, and he's 13th on his course, course debut last year. So he absolutely fits the profile of the last two winners. Okay. Um, and then, of course, we saw him over here come to the UK and finish six in the Scottish Open and runner-up in the Open. I think people forget he came runner-up in the Open because it was so much about Brian Harmon, but he kept plugging away and finished tied second with a couple of others. So, yeah, I, I think everything is pointing towards Tom Kim this week. So what have you got for me price-wise? About he's, 33? He's the um, player that goes under the name of Hugh Young, Hugh Young Kim, isn't he? Yes. On the uh, on the uh, betting. So if you uh, can't see a Tom Kim, it's J-O-O-H-Y-U-N-G Kim. Um, he's best price DT of 40 to 1, but that's only with five places with Unibet. Um, you can get seven places elsewhere, and he is best price of 33s with Paddy Power and William Hill with seven places. So do you want the places or do you want the price? We'll have the places, yeah. That's okay. all right still. 33, so we're 33 to 1 then um, for Tom Kim, seven places, as I say, with Paddy Power and with William Hill. That'll be all right. Yeah, it, it's. I think this course should suit him. I think it, you need to sort of hit it. Fairly straight. There's there's been quite a lot of rain in the build. Up. Rory McIlroy said this, where uh, the rough is a bit thicker and juicier than normal. Uh, so I think if you can keep the ball in play a bit, and you don't have to be a massive hitter around here. It's only about seven thousand two hundred yards. Tom Kim's not a massive hitter, so yeah, I think this will be a really good course for him. And I like the price. I think one of the, he's one of the informed go- golfers. This is Late Tea Time, the last word in golf betting with James Butler and Dave Tindall. Is this the first competition Brian Harmon's playing, by the way, since he won the Open? Or yeah, it, it is. Yeah, so they, they did interview him actually and said, What have you been doing? I um, mean, he, he did. Do you remember Has he been he shooting? <laughs> He'd been riding his tractor. Ah, okay. I'll, I'll allow him that. Yeah, I don't know. Just, I imagine just sort of go whooping as he. <laughs> drove around the field and I won it open uh, but he'd, he'd said he'd been parting a bit much and he hadn't really picked up a club in a while so you don't really know what he's going to be like I mean I, I did think about opposing him in a match bet but you can be made to look foolish in that you can think do you know what you- sometimes I, I think I mean I can only go by my own meagre standards but I always used to find sometimes if I hadn't played for a while you forget your bad habits not that he had any bad habits. No, but you, you, six, but I but mean, yeah. every, even at their level, they think they've got bad habits. But you kind of, you just go back to swinging um, normally rather than, sometimes if you play a lot, you start to jig, you, you kind of tweak with everything. And um, and then if you kind of put the clubs down for a bit, go back a, a while later, you forget all of those bad things that have crept into your game. I'm not saying Brian Harmon needs that, but uh, it, the rest might have done him good. Maybe just uh, um, yeah. letting the wind blow through the hair might have uh, just uh, um, freshened him yeah, up a bit. that's the thing. It could go either way, couldn't it? And I'm not particularly strong which way it could go. He's won the Open, hasn't he? He's on cloud nine, so I don't know. He might just continue to play really well. So ignore, let's face him. it, if you, you, can un, you, you can basically forgive him opening a couple of bottles of wine or a few beers after winning the Open. I mean, if you can't yeah. do that after winning the Open, when can you? Yeah, and he's had a couple of weeks now, hasn't he? So it's not like it was last week. So No. Uh, so yeah, Brian Harmon. I don't know. I don't know how he's going to play. Um, Watch with interest, him. I think. Yeah, I mean, it, there's no there's no cut this week, so it could be the case that he starts a bit sluggishly and then gets into his stride. And by you know 
round four, he's up there in the top ten again. Mm. But we'll see. Um, now so we've got um, we've got, got your one pick so far. Now you'll like this one, given that you're an Australian time, right? Um, it's yeah. perhaps appropriate that my second pick is Jason Day. Yay. Yeah. We all mate Jason. We all mate there. Uh, so he's 11th in the FedEx Cup standing, so he's had a cracking season. He got that win under his belt. Um, one of the things I wasn't quite sure of, I, I knew his wife was expecting their fifth child around about now. They've got um, a whole menagerie, haven't they? When, when when he won the title, that trophy last no. year, and all the family was there, there was, there was heaps of them. Can you name any of them? Um, choose when Thurs sat. Uh, yeah, but they are as gone down the days that. of the week. No, they are as quirky as that. So I'll read. So his four children are called Dash, Lucy, Arrow, and Oz. Oz Day. Oz Day. Yeah. Arrow die, dash die. Um, Lucy sounds quite boring compared Lucy's, to you. Yeah, Lucy's quite <laughs> uh, Maybe he's trying to spell something out. I don't know. But um, So anyway, he did an interview with Australian Golf Digest uh, that I read today. And he says, uh, baby number five is due right at the end of the playoffs. So because if it had been like due this week, he might have played a couple of balls and then gone. But... Uh, the baby is due. Baby number five is due at the end of the playoffs. Uh, so they interviewed him about that. We're really looking forward to that. But he's focusing very much on these playoffs now. And he said, historically, I played them really well. Uh, so he, he, he has, um, he was um, also joint runner up in the Open, had a really good time at Hoylake after just a bit of a dip after he got that win. So he's raring to go again. Um, and I think he'll play really well. He's got a bit of course form. Uh, he has played played well before, right up there in all the stats that you you want to know. I think he's third for par four scoring, and he's good twentieth tee to green. He fits all those little criteria that we want. And you know he's he's got that nice. The baby number five is coming, and he's just focusing on the golf until baby number five comes along. You're not going to get a situation where he's leading by ten shots with three holes to play, and he gets the call from the hospital. To say, Jason, you got to pack your bags, mate. The baby's coming. No, that's not going to happen. Are they are they booked in on a two posh to push kind of basis? You think? I don't know. I don't. But he seems pretty confident that it's the baby. Maybe, maybe uh, with four previous babies, they've all come bang on time, so he knows mm. the score now. Um, but yeah, exciting times for the day family, and maybe he can give them a bit more cash as well at the end of this week. And us. I am. Um, I reckon my idea with choose and Wednesday would have been far better for um, first names. Would you have had seven babies? You'd have had to have one for each day, wouldn't you? Yeah, mm. <laughs> one for each day of the week. Uh, yeah, good luck with that, Jason. Good luck with that. Hopefully the baby comes uh, fit and well and bouncing around, um, and hopefully you play very well. And in terms of the prices on Jason Day. Um, you can get him, well, his best price, 35 to 1. Again, that is with Unibet five places. So if you're ultra confident, that's the way to go. If you want to get seven places for Jason Day, then he's um, 28 to 1 with um, Paddy Power, William Hill and Sky Bet. Is that the way we'd go? Yeah, we'll go that. Um, knocking a little bit off, but yeah. Um, so we've got two sort of players around 28s, 33s. Mm. As a, you'd, you'd be annoyed if you got brave and then they finished seventh, yeah. wouldn't you? 
Yeah, so. although uh, chances to hurt. I mean, it's a seventy-man field this week, so you've got to bear that in mind. That you know, it's half a field. I know it's like the best half of the field, but there's still some good players who haven't made the playoffs, like Justin Thomas and Shane Larry and Adam Scott. So they won't be a threat to today's chances of winning or a playoff or Kim's chances. So. I thought those prices were fine, given the, the form that they're in and the fact that it's a reduced field. Hmm. I um, tell you one thing I've learned over the last few days, which I knew already, but it reminds you every now and again when you're on Australian time and you're travelling through the uh, the early hours of the morning. How many cars and stuff are around on the roads at um, stupid o'clock? The world, you go to sleep at night and you kind of wake up in the morning thinking that the world stopped whilst you've been asleep, but it keeps on turning, DT. It, it keeps does, on yeah. turning. Um, but... Uh, um, yeah, so I've got a bit, very busy few days ahead of me. Hopefully, um, Tom Kim and Jason Day have got exactly the same because Tom Kim and Jason Day are DT's picks. You can get um, Tom Kim, sometimes known as Yu Jung Kim. So J O O H Y U N G, if you're trying to find him on a list that doesn't show a Tom Kim. He's 33 to 1, seven places with Paddy Power and William Hill. And Jason Day, 28 to 1, seven places with the same bookies and a few others as well. So you can get your, your money on those. Um, you are um, can contact us at Late Tea Time Pod on the Twitter feed. It's on the screen there. Jot that down and give us a follow on there. This has been a sports broadcast media production. Always, please gamble responsibly. Um, we want you to have fun out there following the golf. Don't uh, don't blow your cash and uh, leave yourself skint for the rest of the month. And other than that, have a very good weekend, everybody. We will see you again around about the same time next week. And uh, DT, enjoy your weekend, and I will see you next week. Thank you, and well done. I thought you'd done well there, given your lack of sleep and feeling discombobulated. Yeah, yeah, well, start. yeah. yeah once yeah. you got into your flow. <laughs> yeah. Mm. yeah I've been, I don't know. Well, I'll show you everybody. I'll show you. I, I, I do one of these little um, screenshots to kind of go on the front of the uh, on the front of the broadcast at the start. I never even got a chance to show it. So there you go. There's the screenshot for that starts mm. the broadcast. It'll end the broadcast this week because I never got a chance to show it because I was discombobulated, as DT says. Anyway, DT, thank you very much as always. Yes. And uh, thank you out there for watching. And we'll see you again next time. Cheers all. Always gamble responsibly. Visit BeGambleAware.org for more information. Sports Social Podcast Network.